Hey, Steve, we're podcasting today. Any updates? This is all he said. The fire got larger the longer it burned. (laughs) The fire got larger the longer it burned? Welcome to So You Think Your Car Is Fast, where we dive into the world of high-end, fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car. From the latest in supercar technology to the mechanics that make these machines go, we'll separate fact from fiction and uncover the misconceptions about speed and power that exist in the minds of the general public. Join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast. On today's episode, why cars suck? Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wasn't gonna say that. I told Todd I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> the first thing out of his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. It just came right out. I just couldn't even stop it. <laughs> so you think your car sucks? <laughs> so uh, as everybody can see, I'm not in my link. typical yeah. office, and uh, it's very windy here. So I've got a nice. He rode his uh, motorcycle to the appointment this morning with no helmet on. It's really windy, and you could turn the fan off. <laughs> hey, he's at the comedy club. Okay, there we go. Yeah, he's in his. There's nice your background. All right, room. he's in his living room. Someone's living room. <laughs> Some viewers like, wait, that's my house. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, kind of cuts off my wild hair a little bit too. That's not a bad thing. Well, what I really want is the, what is that thing called? The Four Seasons Total Lawn Care? That's my favorite virtual background. Well, let's start with uh, with summertime, because we're all doing summertime things. So where were you, Taylor? You went somewhere. I did. I went to New York, New York City. Uh, just a li- little getaway with the wife and kids. We went up there for the 4th of July. Mm. And the 4th of July happens to be the day after my wife's birthday. So, we, wow. you know, two birds, one stone kind of situation. We, we had a good time. Weirdly enough, my wife's been to New York like four or five times in the last year. It's, oh. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess we're going to buy a place there. Not really. We're not, we're not, <laughs> yeah. we're not really. But uh, yeah, we, we went up and, you know, I, I like seeing shows and stuff. And then uh, came home. Well, I came home to nothing in the parking garage of the airport, actually. My, I was going to say there was kind of a car yeah. story in this, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, situation. We, we, we drove the Escalade. Look, it, the, people have the best ideas after the fact, right? They're like, why don't you Uber to the airport? Well, I have four kids with luggage for almost a week. It doesn't fit in Ubers, right? So, well, you can get Uber Black. Well, yeah, or you can get two. But the problem is, normally we fly out so early in the morning that it's a little sketchy getting an Uber period from my house to the airport when you're talking, you know, 4 a.m. Yeah. And, and you know what? I felt like, well, I don't mind paying the parking, like right in the parking garage, right there where you go, where you park to pick somebody up because yeah, i mean it's not like somebody will see your car out of there they yeah, take them and then, out and then the parking. convenience of getting there getting in your car and going home whatever awesome this time i came out and it you know love field airport i hate that parking garage but i hate it more now actually uh you know i looked for the car i second guessed where i parked it i walked up and down the row like four <laughs> times in typical man fashion i'm I just continue looking right. and my, my wife goes to grab a parking attendant and you know, I have the app that like does the car locator or whatever. And I get on there, I try to do the car locator and I'm like, yeah, these stupid parking garage can't even pick anything up. 
the lady comes over, the parking attendant. We walk the, the row a time. She goes, what's your license plate number? She calls down to the gate, and she goes, do you have anybody that uh, could have come and picked the car up and driven <laughs> it away? And I was like, oh. And, she, and, and I was like, it, it's gone? And she's like, yeah, it drove out at 3.30 a.m. this morning. And I was like, okay, all right. I mean, it, it took me a minute, right? Like, I, I was reeling. My wife's crying, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> This is, I guess, we got to do all this stuff now. You had a new car in how long? Three days? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, okay. So so the thing is, right, I, we, had, we had a, it's a 21 Escalade. Works great for our family. Three rows. It's not the long one, but, but actually the new body still has some cargo behind that third row. So was it an awesome car? It was, it was nice. You know, I did some stuff to it. Not big stuff, but like it had wheels and. You know, I did the Cadillac upgraded brakes and the, the Cadillac exhaust system and stuff like that. And we've had it for almost two years now. Is it really but that I, long? I didn't think it was that long. Yeah, we got we got it in August of 21. But the thing is, is I wasn't ready to get rid of it, you know. But, I, I only but got then, to ride in it once. But then the idea of buying the same thing, that's mm. lame. Mm -hmm. So that was my biggest frustration out of the whole thing is like, now what am I going to get? And I, you know, for a moment, I was I was intrigued by the Escalade V, but I started calling around to a couple guys I know, and man, I just when they were talking about the markups and stuff, I was like, I can't. Yeah, I, I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't mind buying expensive cars, but but we don't like. I, bad I gotta feel like I get something for that, and and you know the the Escalade versus the Escalade V. Sure, the engine's different, supercharged. Brakes are probably similar or the same as what I had. Does the body look a little bit? Yeah, there's like some, but non-car people would never know the difference. And so, so the, I mean, the price, I just couldn't, I couldn't justify it. It's like a, what so is I, it, like 125 plus a markup or something? No, no, no. They, they MSRP at like 150, Ooh. 152. And then you get any with any options and you're in the 160, 165. And dealer markups are twenty five to fifty on them. Oh, and I, I like, I, I found one guy that had twenty three thousand miles on it, and I thought, okay, maybe, maybe the, I mean, that's a lot of miles for a year old, so maybe he's back in what I can wrap my mind around. And he, he's like, well, the dealer offered me one sixty five for it, and I was like, wow, man, I, they're cool, but they're not that cool. I, I, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get on board with it. And I made a post on Facebook in this Facebook local Facebook group I'm in, you know, just basically like, hey, would everybody just take a moment and shed a tear or two for me? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And I had a I had a guy reach out to me and said, hey, I don't know if you're interested in in one of these, but um, they had just gotten uh, the GLS 63 AMG Mercedes. And I thought, well, I guess we can go look at it. And that's really all it took. Mm. That wow. was our, let's see. We got home Thursday night. Friday, my wife and I went and looked at the car. They delivered it to the house on Monday. <laughs> Not messing around. So the million dollar question, what happens if the Escalade shows back up? Yeah. Um, it's not good. <laughs> the detective <laughs> called me and it actually works out okay because my insurance company requires 15 days before they'll deem it a total loss. 
Uh, and the, the detective just happens to be on leave over that 15 day period. You so know, it's not showing up. It's kind Plus, of suspicious. The, 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 uh, <laughs> the whole idea, I guess from what I, what I gathered from the police report that I filed and the detective that was assigned the case is kiss your car. Goodbye. It's not coming back. I mean, he, he told me about one case. I guess they tracked it using something in the XM radio. And he mm. said, like, within 24 hours or 36 hours or something, the car was on the, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on the way to Africa. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, <laughs> he, he, suspected that, he suspected that the car will be revinned somewhere and, and sold for, you know, sold as a salvage title. So they, I guess they... They take the VIN and the VIN plates and, and maybe even the glove box or whatever parts have the VIN on them from a salvage car, move it on over, and then they sell it for some stupid low amount. And then somewhere down the line, somebody figures it out when it's in for service or whatever. VINs don't match. But by then, it's it's gone anywhere. Or he, he said maybe, maybe somebody in the cartel uh, has it down in Mexico. That's what I'm doing this week. I'm fighting with insurance company over value. Oh, huh. I, t I told the girl today, I said, have you ever, are you old enough that you've ever used WordPerfect? Yeah, yeah. I said, remember that paperclip on there? That's what you sound like. I say yeah, one I like word. Pub, yeah. <laughs> I, I said, I say one word and then it's like you, you, you absolutely go, you, you don't pay attention to any other word that I say. You told me all the options Escalade had. They, they don't, they don't honor the options because it's preference. I was like, well, I prefer to buy an Escalade. Does that mean you're going to pay out the same as a Toyota Camry? Well, I don't, that's not great logic, buddy. So no, were, we'll they, were they, were they free options from, from no, GM? No, it's right. like $12,000 worth of options. I'm like, you're not given any credit. Like, well, that's just a preference, sir. <laughs> so is the type of car. So I, we're, we're pretty close. I think on, you know, I'm, I think I'm being really reasonable, but of course, insurance companies, they make more when they pay out less. I get it. Mm -hmm. just, yeah, I mean, her entire mission is just to sit there and make up as much BS <clears throat> as possible, right? Like, Pretty much. The last time I talked to one of them, I was like, look, I know you got a job to do. Why don't you just sit there? I'll hang up. You continue to pretend to keep talking so you can go through your thing and then call me back when you're actually done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. Like, the couple correspondence we've had, she, she's like, well, we don't do that. I'm like, Surely she read the email that I sent, right? Because it's, yeah. it's no, no, no. They're like, so we'll, we'll see. But yeah, we, we've got a new car and so far I dig it and uh, it happens to be in the shop getting wrapped right now. Oh no. <laughs> so he's already throwing <laughs> money at it. Well, it's a twin yeah. turbo V8. I mean, how much fun? I mean, that's awesome. I man, I, I'll tell you what, I, I guess I had a Mercedes. We had a Mercedes several years ago. It was not a great car. Uh, and the dealership that two dealerships we used were not great either. And I, I swore I'd never buy another one. But uh, my, my swearing and promises with cars are absolutely worthless, uh, including keeping them stock, never buying this again, never going here again. It's all, I, I'll be there again. But it's amazing how well it moves and accelerates for what a big car it is. I mean, it's, I want to see it now. Yeah, well. It'll, uh, yeah. My, my son was all disappointed because he think he's pretty sure it's faster than his Mustang. It probably is. Oh, I'm sure it is. So did you already th throw a tune on it? 
No, I didn't. Um, I guess that's something we could talk about because obviously when you get a car that has turbos, it's sacrilegious to not tune it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I buy normally aspirated cars to prevent myself from screwing with them. Well, see, see, I this is this goes along with the my promises I make with cars are garbage because I buy a turbo car thinking, now look, all I do is do a moderate tune, and that's all it needs. And then, and then you have next thing two hundred and two mile an hour half mile car. So, but yeah, look, shopping for a tuner, that's uh, it can be overwhelming. Yeah, how, how many you, tuners? You said you went to like seventeen different tuners or something crazy like that. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, first it was just like a real large net I cast out. Like I sent a bunch of emails like, hey, can you guys tune a 23, right? Because I, I don't know. This this newer stuff, like the stuff in the last, I, I guess I'm coming from a GM where the ECUs were locked for so long. Uh, so I, I sent out a bunch of emails to a bunch of people I, I knew. And then, you know, I, I've always felt like in the past, taking a tuner that I know or I have a relationship with and asking for their advice, like who they recommend, can can maybe net me a, a good idea. Uh, and then then you might make the mistake if you don't know people very well, you might ask them like, hey, can you tune a car or, or who would you use to tune it? And they just fire off whatever they know. And it, I mean, I ran into a lot, right? There's, um, and I think probably a lot of the tuners on a basic stock tune are probably similar maybe even using the same base file wherever it originated from. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, there there's the whole world of like, do you want an off-the-shelf flash tune or do you want somebody that takes some time that custom does stuff? Or, you know, you look at some of the packages. I mean, one of the very first packages I looked at, it was like $7,500 to tune it. And I was like, well, okay, help help me understand what's involved here. And there is some stuff that's involved on some ways to do it. Are they doing a simple OBD2 flash? It sounds to me that Mercedes has an extra module or something that gets involved between... Uh, there's the the ECU or the DME or the whatever you want to call it, the, the engine management portion. And then there's the transmission management portion. And then Mercedes have something that's called a CPC. I can't remember what even what it means, like computer or some program center. I don't know. And it sounds like to get really the maximum that the car will allow, you have to buy a new module and have it reprogrammed to match whatever you've written in the ECU and the TCU. Which, hmm. so, I mean, you're buying a Mercedes part too, right? Which is... I'm sure a bulk of that cost. And then a lot of it, you got to decide what you want out of the tune. I mean, I, I did talk to a guy that is super involved, Mercedes specialty shop. Um, I talked to several Mercedes shops, actually. Some of them are like, yeah, we haven't done one of those, or I don't know if we can, I got to see. And so like, not, not that that's bad. I just can tell the experience isn't there. Right. Um, and then I, I talked to one guy that I that I know moderately well, and he recommended that I do something different than what everyone else is, that I need to keep it dialed back a little bit. So we'll see. I haven't done anything yet. And it's still running to the modern Mercedes guy. Uh, is that your your buddy? Yeah. Yeah, I did talk to him. Yeah. 
I guess a lot of people were the same. It was the ECU, TCU, and CPC. The price ranges vary from I can't remember like five grand to seventy-five grand. That just seems that just seems like a lot. I mean, seventy-five hundred to tune a car seems steep. Well, that's when we all know it's off the shelf. That's the package (laughs) that that is sold out there for this car. From my understanding, and I'm sure I'm going to get somebody that listens to this that doesn't like what I'm saying, but my understanding is that that you have to do all those things to get the max. And talking to one guy, uh, he's like, "Man, you you're you're going to run into problems if you push it that hard." Huh. And he's like, "He's like, if you're willing to, because the tunes on those things, some of them will add 150 horsepower." Uh, wow. He's like, "He's like, if you're willing to leave." 40 horsepower on the table. You can make it a lot more reliable. You're not going to eat plugs. You don't have to do a lot of extra stuff. And I was like, you know, that's, if I do it, that's probably more what I need to be thinking about than putting my wife in a car that's questionable. Yeah, that's a big consideration. I'm not in the car market, but I did pay off my Escalade. Boom. So, mm. And Taylor's about to as well. Of course, I have the old model. Mine's a 2017. Always a good day when you pay it off, man. It's going to put me in the car market. And so, you know, I was looking around and I don't know what to buy, but nothing right at this moment. But I just don't have any room for any more cars. You know, I've got the two 911s, the Escalade and a Tesla. Like, and I've only got three parking spots. So we need to like, we need to get the your car is fast garage so that we can, you know, stack them all up. I mean, you can stack the two 911s, just saying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like my garage as much as yours, man. Mine's so small. that. Speaking of garages. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Well, that's that's so your car, you think your car is fast garage south. Listen, okay, I don't know if we actually talked about it, but I have a friendly neighbor who doesn't like me, so he's filing complaints against my construction, so. Uh, I eventually got all the permits worked out and now we're back in action. So did you find out whether he had friends in high places? No, I don't think he does. It's an angry man writing letters. Does he have any friends? I mean, I don't think he has any friends. So it's highly unlikely he's got a buddy inside the office. So, but I got all the permits I need and um, he can complain all he wants, but sorry garage is full steam ahead it delayed me about i would say maybe three weeks so i would say it'd be done it's gonna be done by the end of august nice okay realistically yeah is that in porsche work time or is that that's like is is that in modified cars time um i don't know man it'll be done in august it'll be done this year this year just just and August this we'll be done year and August. August and then yeah, so we move in. I think we showed the plans for it on here a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm at the moment. It's just dirt in uh, forms, so concrete is going to be poured uh, next week, twenty seventh. Your neighbor's reasoning for why you couldn't build it was the mm-hmm. most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. What was it that that there would be too much runoff because your yard would no longer absorb enough water? Right. Yeah, but I mean, it's your yard. Like you could, like he couldn't stop you from putting a basketball court in it or something. I mean, there's no, there's no HOA. So right. I don't know yeah. what ground he had to stand on to, to oppose it in the first place. Yeah, enough to where the the counties, you know, said, "Hey, you need to get a permit for the concrete." I'm like, okay. So I mean, I got a permit for everything. Did you realize you need a permit for a pod? 
like a, one of those portable. Yeah. I had to get a permit for that. I mean, this is Houston. We're talking about, you don't need a permit to do anything. Yeah. For real. Houston's just like, just throw it all out there. Whatever. <laughs> Houston's like a uh, oil refinery. School, no rules. You know, no problem. <laughs> I don't think they would have cared if the, if the name are those kids play. playing on that equipment. Yeah, that's the jungle gym. Don't worry about it. Is that yeah, mercury? They're firing gas off. And, yeah, all that black smoke coming in. Ah, no, it just makes it easy to see him. So hopefully, yeah, that'll be done by the end of August, and uh, I'll be able to park everything in there. But you know, Steve's had the car for what a year. I think he, I think my car's been at driver's source for twelve months. You took it away for a little bit. Yeah, I went to an event or so with it, right? Yeah. My my goal is to keep it broken so I can keep it at Steve's for free. I mean, you're doing a great job, right? Brad. You're doing a great job. <laughs> well, I talked to Steve about my car yesterday because I needed to uh, keep up to date on my Steve bill. What's the latest? What what what's the stage of your your car at the moment? So my turbos are at Force Performance. Uh, okay, I, what are we doing with those again? Okay, so it's been a while. So I don't know when I, when I had it on the dyno at Wayne's, it made like 1400 right around there. I don't remember like 1375 or, or, or was it 14 something? It's been a while. It was a pretty good number. I was happy with it that much. Mm -hmm. I remember. And, um, I noticed after dynoing it, I kind of felt like one of the compressor wheels wasn't on the passenger side, wasn't spinning as freely as the one on the driver's side. And there's lots of reasons that can happen. Like if you shut it down hot and you, and you, uh, you know, mess up and coke up some oil in it or whatever. It'll get a little bit, could get a little bit plugged up. So I was like, ah, no big deal. So I sent him over there just to check. And I guess he didn't say anything about that, but he did say that my compressor wheels were stretched a uh, six thousandths of an inch. Oh, so they were, there was an issue. So I don't know if that's what I noticed. I don't think that was, that was related, but I, they were definitely uh, in need of some servicing. So, I must have spun them faster than I thought at some point because they were, they were, uh, they were a little, they were a little, uh, getting large and you don't want them to expand, you know, because then they have to become self-clearancing and mm. basically scrape on the housing to, to get themselves back down to normal size. <laughs> so that's, um, you know, not so great, but Did they uh, equal, were they equally stretched or was it just one side? Exactly. Equally. no. I don't know. He just said they, he said they plural. So I assumed both sides, but he did say six thousandths, which is a lot. That's a lot. And given the tight tolerances in there. So getting new compressor wheels, I don't think I'm going to bother to have them anodized red this time. Oh, First, that's right. You oh. had... <laughs> I'm just going to take my old red ones out and put them on my desk for desk art. But I still uh, have my, my KO turbo thought about what am i gonna do with it i feel bad if i throw it away but it's literal garbage it's I, I told john that i can't paperweight. do this rushing thing again because steve steve is gonna kill one of us it's just a matter of when right so right i didn't want to be that guy that 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 got it so you know i talked to steve i said steve when do you need my engine by to be comfortable putting it together for indianapolis and then I called John and I said, this is when I need the engine buy from Minneapolis or I'm not going, which I hope he doesn't watch this. <laughs> but I think that was actually a little bit of a bluff on my part, because I felt like if I gave him a deadline 
when I never do give anybody deadlines about anything, uh, that there was a, probably a larger chance that he would make it. Because it's always just like, oh, hey, when can we have it? When can we have it? So we'll see. Well, you know, from my experience, John isn't motivated by deadlines. You know, he, and that's probably because he, you know, he doesn't want to rush something like this. I get it. You know, he wants to be, he wants to be right the first time, you know, although that's not always the case, but you know, they, they definitely don't want to rush something like this together, you know, and it come back even worse than it, than it started. So of course, yeah, engine, I told him. have we talked about your rods being bent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were, uh, they were comfortably crushed. I think is the, <laughs> they, they were compressed, compressed, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we, at this point, what does he, what do you think that needs to be done? He's got all the parts. Yeah, so he doesn't, though. That's the thing. So oh. last week I talked to him. No, week before last I talked to him, and he said, well, your um, your sleeves, which are, in our case, the sleeves are the cylinder, right? And oh, he's he in, did. he's doing new liners, too? So he had to get new liners. He said, my sleeves were out of shape. They were, like, oh. not round. So okay. he had to get new sleeves, and he said they'll be there next week, which was last week. And then mm. last week he's he didn't get them so last week became this week and now i haven't heard anything yet this week and we're on you know what we're on the 19th so uh this is rapidly becoming next week mm -hmm. so and and the the date that you know i told john i said look if you can get it done by the end of this coming week uh which what so that'd be like uh, the 21st or something yeah um great but if not, then, you know, I'm not going because uh, I can't get Steve to, to rush it together. And I don't I don't want it to end up being a rush job and things get messed up. But, you know, I was also kind of secretly thinking, well, if I tell him this, you know, several weeks in advance uh, that, you know, at least he has a chance to prepare for it and he knows what's coming. Like, it's not going to be a surprise. I don't know. Normally I just say, all right, John, here's the parts. Let me know when they're done. And I try not to bug him. Yeah. Uh, so a little different strategy there, but. Um, I pretty much bug everybody all the time. They're just little things. I'm like, hey, I was thinking about this. What do you think about this? And they're like, oh, boy, this guy. <laughs> That's why your stuff never gets done. Because I ask questions. <laughs> Well, it's like my son. He asked me for Robux 15 times yesterday, and I kept saying later, later. And then the 15th time, I said no. And he's like, what do you mean no? And I said, because <laughs> you like, asked it me passed. Many times, later passed. <clears throat> too many times, buddy. Of course, what he didn't know is I'd already bought them, and I was just waiting to give them to him later. But Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, you want to hear my car update? I heard your turbos were getting installed. So I texted Steve, you know, I, I never bother him. Right. I just let him let him manage his own time because he's he's better with his own time. Right. But today, since we were recording, I wanted to get, I don't know, some kind of update. So this is what I get. This is what I get. Hey, Steve, we're podcasting today. Any updates? This is all he said. The fire got larger the longer it burned. <laughs> the fire got larger the longer it burned wow yeah 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 well that's uh you know that's steve's uh dry humor for me um no so he he sent back some pictures he's got the turbos already mocked up installed and um 
the fabricator is coming by Friday. And what we're using the fabricator for hopefully is, is uh, a new Y pipe extension to get some isolation on the throttle body. Is that all the fabricators doing? Well, like I said, I need some, I talked to Steve about what, you know, about what we're doing. And I said, man, whatever I said, you, you make the decision. I mean, it's one person has to make the decision and I'm, I'm okay with what you choose. So I don't know if, if I'm getting a new intake, if we're modifying the intake or if we're just doing Y pipe modification, a Y pipe modification. I, I don't know. Either way, I'm just going to let him handle it. Now, that being said, you know, John says the motor is what it is and it does push more oil than um, it did before. So Steve is going to, he's going to build a bigger breather, build a bigger catch can, you know, and we're just going to have to empty it more, you know? So if that's the way the motor is going to be, then we'll figure a way to deal with what we have. So, and then I think he's got to, you know, we got to put new plug wires in because, we had to kind of make one on the site, you know, at the racetrack and um, the GPS module will be wired in and then the speed sensors on the turbos are going on. Nice. So, you know, it's quite a bit of stuff. If you think about it. Mm-hmm. 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 So. And then, and then Taylor, you're getting stuff sorted out for yours to go, but you're not going to Indy. You're going to the one after it. So you got a little bit. More yeah, time. I can't, I can't make Indy and I'm, I'm a little nervous because I have been talking to people because I've got turbos on the way. Uh, I had Bray getting me some cams and then I have to organize getting my car over to Steve and getting Bray to come out. So there's a lot of moving parts. And so I, I'm j I was just trying to be, you know, proactive with it and try to figure out when do I need to be doing things because the, the reality is that there's a lot of getting everything to mesh up well is not my forte, not my fault. Others is Bray going to come to driver source to do it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I reached out to Steve. I want to say it's probably two weeks ago. I reached out to Amber first because I thought we were, I mean, she gave me a time range when I ordered the turbos and I thought we were getting closer to where we would know where we're maybe going to fall in the time range. I guess it's Amber at force performance. Yeah. yeah, and I don't, I don't think we are. I don't, so I don't know when the turbos are going to be done. I was thinking by now, but I was a couple weeks off, so she was thinking last July, first August. Okay. Uh, so I reached out to Steve. I said, "Hey, so do you want you want me to bring my car now so you guys can get started?" Because I have a list of stuff that I want done while it's there. Uh, well, you both have three months, three and a half. I months. know, but I'm still working on. Man, I thought we fixed the. I thought we got rid of all the PDK errors the other day. I was on did the you phone take with, it to Porsche? No, no, no. I, you know, and I did scan it, and I got all the codes off the transmission. Yeah, none of them are related to the technical service bulletin at all. Well, let's say they're not. Let's say it, it is a you know something wrong with the PDK that's not that's outside the bulletin. Wouldn't it be better if you had Porsche fix it? No, because Porsche can't do anything. They can't even get in and communicate with the transmission. Not not unless they pull Cyvex and put the stock ECU back in. And okay. they're not, I mean, they're not going to do that. Like right, right. I, I asked uh, the tech over at Porsche. I said, hey, if I bring this to you to do the service bulletin, have you done one? Mm -hmm. He said, no, I haven't, but I know oh. what it is. Uh -huh. And I said, okay. I said, well, if I bring it to you, 
The only trouble you'd have, because it's just a pan and valve body drop, the only trouble you'd have is you're supposed to run the car and check fluid levels and fill fluid levels with the car running, mm-hmm. which you can't do unless you pull out Cyvex. Really? Yeah, and go go back to 93 on the stock fuel system, oh my bypass God. all the secondary fuel system stuff. I it's a mess. That. I didn't uh, know that. But I said, if you just... Re- if you just catch all the fluid and put that fluid back in, then we should be okay. And he goes, I don't mind doing it, but he said, you probably need to check codes and see if that's even. And, you know, I was, I talked to Wayne, I talked to Steve and I talked to Jared and I'm less suspicious of that being the problem that we have. What is the TSB? Uh... Uh, it's faulty temperature sensor wiring. Oh, yeah, you have had some kind of weird trans temp we, error. We haven't did, you? we did, uh, and and I guess my thought was because whenever the transmission errors out, it always says it always refers to a temperature like mm. overheated or too hot or something. And and so then I remember last summer when <laughs> I was with somebody, I think it was Indy, we were we were watching the PDK temp sense uh, temperatures, and they were really erratic. Uh, so so. Wayne and, and, and Ryan and stuff built some different tables that, that were kind of going around that. And I thought, well, gosh, you know, maybe, maybe we need that. Maybe that's related. And so I, st- I thought I found the smoking gun, but realizing how consistent the error is in the transmission, like I can get it to do it. Like I know how to drive it where I can duplicate it. That it's not a sporadic, it's not an intermittent thing that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's very deterministic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So so I, we're, we're not quite there. I spent some time with Wayne. I went out and did some some uh, logging. We made a couple adjustments. I thought we had it, man. So so the problem is, is although I can make it do the error, it's not 100%. It's not like I do the error and it happens. It's like I have to try a couple times and then it happens. So it's hard for me to measure if, if we got, is it better? Or did I just not do it quite right? So... I, I, we're still working on that, but I was really hoping to have the turbos done, the cams done, the, the air in the transmission and tuned on the new setup in time for me to take my car over and have the wrap redone before Abilene. And that's Dude, wait, Whoa, whoa. Rewrap. What? Yeah. I, in what? I'm what probably going to do something similar. It's just, the wrap is old peeling. It's coming off. It's just needs a needs a little Captain America update. Let me ask you guys. Let's let's say we talk about the G the GT three PDK in your nine nine one one. Is it the same as the nine nine seven two PDK? Yes, essentially. But it it is have they're updated and they use a different control computer. Why don't you just take it out of your GT three, throw it in the turbo? I want to do that, but it's the not problem like moving is... moving my keys from my right pocket to my to left, the left pocket. pocket. See, I've got it backwards. What I want is a manual transmission to drive on the street, and I want a PDK to race with because mm-hmm. I want it. I want racing to to be uh, not rowing gears and to be consistent, right? But uh, the re- the problem is is that the nine A one and the Mesger have different bell housing bolt patterns, so you can't just take a a trans for the Mesger and bolt it up to a nine A one back and forth mm-hmm. i i guess in taylor's case he might be able to do that between the 991 and the 997.2 engine i didn't think about that but like in my case i can't take my pdk and right put right. it in my i was just thinking since he did have a pdk if it was yeah, you're all right similar. i i i got long-winded but it came back to that realization yeah 
Yeah. There there are some differences. I don't I don't know how big they are. I know I mean the the clutch basket's different. The differential ca- the the opening on the side of the differential's different because the Dodson differential plate will not fit a 997.2. Um mm-hmm. and then the the commun- the whole communication is different. So like I don't I mean I don't know if that's an option, but gosh what a, an undertaking I've got to think that would be. Hmm. I'm not saying it can't be done, but I I feel like we're really close on mine now. Do you guys remember that guy in Colorado that had the the Porsche with the, like, was it a Honda engine swapped into it? I've seen one on YouTube, K24, but I, I didn't see it. It's like a one. 996 that was racing at, at Shift Sector in Colorado, and hmm. he didn't have a Porsche engine in it. He had like a Honda engine or, or something in it. <clears throat> but he sells a kit to do the PDK engine, the PDK trans in a 997, like, and and a and a bell housing adapter and the whole nine yards. Mm. So he would know how to do it. He might be an interesting guy to talk to about the. Uh, I want to say there's another shop that does them too. I I had his information. I'll have to find it. There's there is some information starting to squeak out on the PDK. There's a there's a link that I sent Wayne, Jared, and Steve that I found a shop who's who's actually getting into them and fixing them. I don't know that they're doing complete rebuilds yet. But they've got, I mean, they know a lot about them. Pro- I don't know if they know the most about them, but they are at least sharing the most I've found. So I don't think it's going to be too long before there's another solution. Although I was also looking and I did some cross-referencing on, on Porsche's part numbers. And it looks like the PDK prices have come down significantly. If you get on to, what is it? Auto Atlanta, you can, like my car is one of the last ones you can even have access to on parts diagrams. But you can look and there's four part numbers for the PDK transmission. Two of those part numbers, what it looks like is that there's been two original part numbers and then two updated part numbers from those. The question that I had is that, What's the variance between the two? I don't know any differences in the in the 997.2 uh, turbo PDKs. I don't I don't know what the difference would be. But there's one that's as cheap as like twelve grand or eleven thousand dollars for mm. a new Porsche PDK. Wow. Or I don't know that they're new either because they're charging a pretty hefty core charge on it. Mm. You know, I think it was a I think it was a Volkswagen engine that was in it a, v, a VR6 engine, and I found his website. It's uh, speeddensitymotorsports.com. Oh, okay, yeah, I heard of them. And they're selling a like PDK, conversion kit, don't they? Yeah, like a PDK conversion. The base price is twenty five. It's not cheap. It's twenty five thousand bucks, but it includes the PDK axles, flywheel, adapter plate for the bell housing, starter, transmission control module, transmission control module harness. I don't know. I mean, I'm not necessarily advocating to per- that we purchase his kits for our cars, but um, you know, maybe there's he some... might be somebody to talk to. Yeah, and there might be some way we could do business together. Yeah, <clears throat> I just got something from Jared. I know he sent me a message today. He said he was out in the 997.2 working on some drivability transmission stuff. The we're white one there. I really think we're almost there. I hope Jared's so. not going to let this go. Jared is a very you know, once he gets his nose on something, man, he doesn't take it off until he's got it figured out. That's just mm-hmm. the way he, 
I've seen it many times. Like he'll, he'll be having problems with something, you know, as you always do when you're, when you're making things up out of thin air and then he'll be talking about it. And then like three months later, he'll send a photo and be like, and this was the solution. I, you know, I finished that project. I, his, his follow through is good. It wouldn't surprise me at all if, if it gets solved soon. Yeah. But my cams, John has my cams. That's what I know. Okay. That's all, That's my update. Okay, that's good. Like, what's my scorecard here? I'm like 40% going to Indy. That's about how I feel hey, about look, it. Man, it's just 50-50. You're either going or you're not. <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit just... less than 50-50 because <clears throat> it isn't shipped yet. But I'll probably go anyway. Can we talk about the, the sale of Dallas Performance? Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Okay. I think we can. So I mean, David, we don't know that much, but but yeah. uh, you said it. Dallas Performance got sold. I think Taylor knows the most. Yeah, I can't remember what I where I actually heard that at the very beginning, but I ran into Perlman and the buyer. Uh, so bad with time, it feels like Mario. Mario, yeah. When I was out at G two Motorsports Park, that that inv invite thing that they did, where we got to go run our cars. And uh, they, they were both out there, and and I had I knew before then, and I can't remember how I even really knew because I walked up to both of them and I said, "Hey, I guess congratulations are in order." And they both looked at me, and I go, "Although I don't know which one of you I need to direct the congratulations to, the guy that sold it or the guy that bought <laughs> it." And then we all laughed, ha ha ha. But I met Mario. I think it was maybe Indy last year. Okay, no, so we he was we talking about Swain's shop when we were there too. Are we talking about Canadian Mario? German, German Mario. Mario. German Mario. Okay. Germany. How do we know Mario? Mario uh, had a car that I think he had a Dallas performance car. Okay. That he raced. He also does a relative amount with Porsches. Um, he's a pretty straight shooter. Like He means business. Okay. So it, it'll be interesting to see how things develop and... You know, I like him. I mean, he, we talked for quite some time. All right. So is Mario um, a Dallas guy now or no? Okay. No. When I was asking him, I asked him what he, if he's moving out here or not. And he said, no, he's going to manage remotely. I'm sure he's going to be out here frequently. Really? Yeah, I've got to think you, you have to be. Well, that's the second time it's sold, right? So, uh, you know, Taylor passed away uh, very, um, you know, under sad circumstances i want to say it was 2017 and um and david perlman who was one of the main customers purchased it but i you know i don't know i don't know that much about it you know just that that's what they were doing and then it kind of went through some changes of of management kind of trying to figure out you know how to move it forward without taylor because taylor was kind of like this you know unstoppable force that just drove that business i mean he you know did his completely his own engine development did all of his own you know gearbox development with with the partners you know he went out and put up money for like 25 gear sets and i mean he made it all happen you know i mean it was the closest thing in the country to a uh, to an underground racing mm -hmm. and and he was right there with them uh you know he got gamed a couple of times mm -hmm. You know, those games kind of caught up with underground racing this year at TX2K and they lost uh, trying to play those games. But, um, you know, uh, he was he was right there with them uh, towards the end of his tenure with with Dallas performance. And so, you know, I, I heard that Perlman got a unit up by Horsepower Lounge for his cars. 
So I yeah, I guess we'll have to find out like what that relationship is. Yeah, be I didn't before. I didn't ask any more details, but like just to keep him or is he opening another shop? Well, I think Mario wanted to get into the Lamborghini game in the United States, and I think maybe David just wanted to do racing. I don't know. I don't want to put words in his mouth. And then it then it makes sense for him to be right there, and yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- yeah. I mean, they, he had a couple cars at Horsepower Lounge every once in a while, anyway. You know, he said he would come on and talk with us about it. So, oh, he did. Uh, uh, not specifically about Dallas performance, but he he mentioned on my Facebook that he would come on and talk about his car when it's, you know, he's the kind of guy that wants to have it done and know what it's doing, not talk about uh, what it's going to do. Yeah. So he wanted to get some dyno numbers on his new setup. And then, then he said he would, he would share it. So that might be something we can do in the next couple of weeks leading up to. Yeah, uh, I, I like David. He, he's a good guy. Yeah. Hmm. He's, he's, he's a straight, straight arrow that guy like he doesn't he doesn't play games he's he's not a you know a crap talker he just goes out and does things it's really it's nice the way he does it unlike some of these other guys that are like you know mr uh uh, i don't know what the word is a social media crap talker (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm. he's he just he he lets his actions speak and i kind of like that style so so we have uh what three weeks before Indy? Is it the ten- when is Indy the tenth? Eleven through thirteen. Yeah, so we need to leave on like the ninth or the tenth. One, two, yeah, we have two and a half weeks. So, <clears throat> you know, I want to have to. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say your car is not going to be done. If mine's not even done yet, you know. No, I, I hate to say that, but I don't. I mean, like every star everywhere would need to align. align. I mean, I half the time you can barely even see the stars when you're messing with car stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're just hoping that Steve gets mine together, and we're and then after that we're hoping that you know, I don't know if I'm hey. going to bring it to Dallas or not for tuning. I I don't even know what's going to happen. But well, if um, you do get your car together, keep it together during Indy so that we can go to Abilene. It's three days of points that I need to grab. I know, and that I mean that makes up a big difference. I mean, I couldn't believe how high just going to one event it got me in the in the points category yeah yep absolutely you know if you get a a runner up you know boom eight points seems like thank you for listening to so you think your car is fast podcast please subscribe and leave us a review also want to thank redenzo radar redenzo.com slash bht for discounts also want to thank evo spec engine development and force performance